Nick, this was a lot of fun this week. We played a, a game with like a, a poetry theme. And as part of the game, you, you write poetry. So you you wrote a poem, right? I, I wrote a poem for the yeah, op- opening one. of the... Okay, great. So um, I guess I'll... Do you want me to read mine first? We'll share them. That's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Go first. Yeah, cool. go for it. Sure. Cool. Um, friendship is a pleasant thing. And every time we hang out, it makes me sing. This podcast is the voice of mine. Thank you, Nick, for sharing your special time. That's called How Did This Get Played? You, that, was, that was my poem. About the, wow, that was really good. About the thing. Yeah, thank that you so great. much. That was so genuine. I really like that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Um, I guess I'll read mine. I mean, it feels it feels weird to put myself out there, but you know, that's that's what the exercise is. Yep. Uh, so, um, uh, my poem is called Dog Skull, uh, and here it is: blood dripping, drying, dripping, drying, evaporating, blood clouds raining into my mouth. I swallow. I swallow. I become God. I am God. I am dog. Dog skull. Well? We date some girls and the game is deconstructed when we're playing Doki Doki Literature Club this week on how did this get played? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. Hey, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. You guys know why I do that every week, right? Why? Because it's fun? Because of the fun. (laughs) It is fun. I love it. It's very, I'm having a blast. It's not bad. It's a hoot. It's a real hoot. It's a good time. It's a good time. Heather, much to discuss on this week's game and and quite a guest to do it. Before we do that, though, it's time, as we always do, before we descend into gaming hell, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Count us off. You were like like right in the business, man. You didn't like. What do you want? What what do you want to do? How are you? Good. What is there to report? (laughs) I'm the same. (laughs) (laughs) I've been sitting in the same chair for seven days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh okay uh how how are you how are you I, you doing all right i'm fine <laughs> yeah i'm fine you're fine we're all fine uh, great we've done that oh this boy. is we've done oh my we, god we accomplished that <laughs> jesus christ watching you nick in a uh trying to engage in a conversation is wild <laughs> I know it. Somehow I've made this into a little thing of mine. What am I doing? I'm going to talk to people. Why do I have two podcasts? <laughs> two? What? Uh, yeah, we, we'll talk about this offline. Hey, uh, it's time, as we always do, before we descend to gaming hell, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Count us off, Matt. Go. Heather, oh, are, yeah. have you been playing anything? I know. Uh, I know you've been busy lately. Uh, I've been I've been crossing. I still doing the cross. Uh, I got to cross it up. I had a, a a real windfall in bells this week. I'm a bellionaire now. And wow. uh, I've also been playing uh, a little bit of Final Fantasy Remake, um, which I don't know what to say about it yet. Mm. I'm only I'm only like three hours in total. OK, uh, the opening made me cry. And yes. then after that, I was like, oh, 
What? Wait a minute. What is this? What am? What is this? It's, it's very weird. It's weird, and I, I had this reaction back from playing the demo. I'm about 20 hours in at this point, and it's it always. It, I mean, it's fun, and it, it's fascinating, and it looks and sounds fantastic, and I'm enjoying the experience. But it's a weird experience. Yeah, to it's just like a very elaborate remake. Yeah, with a lot completely changed. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, well, it was spoiled for me on fucking Twitter. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, some somebody was like, oh, have you gotten to the thing? And I was like, what? Why? What kind Why? of question is that? Time's uh, up. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, we ended on a sour note, but hey, things are about to get sweet again. We had a great guest, a writer and producer from Succession and Preacher. Mary Laws is here. Hi, Mary. Hi. Hi, hi Mary. Hi. <laughs> Mary, thank you for making time for us. Uh, oh, you're sure. you're coming from the same domicile as Heather, but in a but using a different audio setup. So that's fun. Yeah, it's in, <sighs> we're in different rooms, so it's as though we're strangers. Although you may hear the same dog barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Easter egg. I actually I haven't seen Mary for weeks. She's we, in the other room. Yeah, we've like been quarantined apart. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mary, I want to ask you, are you, uh, my understanding is that you're not someone who is a gamer. You're not someone who plays a lot of games. No, I don't. Did you play any at all growing up? Yes, I did. Because my brother got a lot of gaming systems when we were growing up, um, which I think is kind of sexist because I mm. really enjoyed playing them too, but he would always get them. So like we would have a Christmas growing up where I would get like, well, I would get books, which I did like, but then I would get like stuffed animals and shit and like girl, girl stuff like makeup. And then we would just spend the rest of Christmas day, like playing his new super Nintendo or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I did play a lot with him growing up. Um, my favorite game was biker mice from Mars. Did anyone mm. ever play that? I'm familiar with the cartoon. I never played the game adaptation. It was incredible. Um, we still like, Occasionally, whenever I go home for like a holiday, my brother and I will like break out the Super Nintendo and play Biker Mice from Mars. What kind of game is it? Because Biker makes me think racing, but I know it's kind of a they were kind of a Ninja Turtles ripoff. Yeah, they kind of are. There's like the there's like the mice. I I never really watched the cartoon. I only really played the game. But like, there's the mice who I think are good, and then there's the other ones who are evil. But you can kind of be any of them in the game. And you just race and there are different modes. Like there's battle mode where you like try to kill each other. Um, and then there's like then whatever the like douchey nice mode is where like you kill each other, but you come back to life. Mm. Um, and um, that's what we played all a lot growing up. Um, Pokemon Snap. I really liked Pokemon Snap growing up. Hell yeah. Um, Matt, you gave a hell yeah. Was Pokemon Snap the one that used the Game Boy camera? <laughs> Uh, that was it was for the N64. Oh, so. it was the N64 one. That's the one it was. Okay. Yeah, and it was just fun to see see all your little friends just like in a safari type atmosphere and just truly just taking pictures of them. I would love to play that again. It seems so, it sounds so relaxing to me. I played it fairly recently, and it's like it's still like a, it holds up. It's a pretty cool game because I mean, at least for me, I feel like you can still get better. Yeah. At like taking a photo, and I don't know what like the highest level of of photography is. So I just mm-hmm. keep wanting to take pictures of like Pikachu or like Heather. What's like the fish one? Magic carp. Yeah, magic carp, and like see if you can get it like a little more center frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would think there would be a new one with like Pokemon Go being so popular and like the Switch being able to like uh, be handheld would be so fun. Yeah, to do a new one. Well, you yeah. know what the problem is? These millennials would know how to play it. They'd spend the whole time trying to take a selfie. Uh, <laughs> I, Jesus. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon and me? Pokemon Snap Yeah, me. I would love yeah. it. Uh, I, 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 can I interject something yes, and please. say that um, on Mary, and for the listeners who don't understand what's happening, Mary is my girlfriend. Uh, and... Um, and on our third date, we played Biker Mice from Mars. Wow. Uh, wow. Which, which was awesome. It's a great game. Like, it doesn't sound like a great game because you're like, <laughs> oh, it's a licensed game. But it's yeah, actually it like a great fucking racing game. Like, it's solid on its own merit. Um, it's, Is it, it like Mario Kart? You're going into the 
kind of the 2.5D you're going to the camera? It's way better than Mario Kart. Better wow. than Mario Kart. Shots yeah, fired. it really is. But it is. I think it's like weirder. And um, I don't know. I think the controls are better on it than Mario Kart. I've played Mario Kart. I feel like it's kind of harder to control. And Biker Mice, it's like a little bit easier to turn curves and shit like that. Um yeah, it's a great game. It's also uh, a, a deeply appreciated in value on Super NES. Like to get a, a biker mice cart is expensive now because wow. it's a good game and didn't have a huge print run. So it's good, good, <clears throat> good game. I feel like I'm choking. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you're getting choked up thinking about biker mice from Mars. No, no, no. no. I just I'm is joking. it because you're talking about your personal life? <laughs> yes, <laughs> hugely so. <laughs> Speaking of Ninja Turtle adjacent games, famously difficult game Battletoads. Heather and Madam, curious if either of you have ever played Battletoads, and if you ever had any success with that. I played it a little bit on an emulator. Didn't play it at the time. And I know it's a famously difficult game, and I started to play it. I was just like, I know what this, I know what this is, and this is just going to get me frustrated. I don't have the patience to try to be the person who says, "This is my feather in my cap. I beat Battletoads." It's, it's an impressive achievement. I just didn't want to do it. My cousin had Battletoads because I was a Sega kid, and Battletoads was NES. Um, yes, and so I think one Christmas I played Battletoads, uh, and it is easy. Until the racing level, and then it's impossible. Like it, you like you die by hitting these walls that you can't see, and the, uh, uh, they move so quickly that you you can only beat the level by memorizing the level. Mm, got um, it. And it was it it was super fun to play the first couple of rounds because it's a little bit like Double Dragon. It's just like a side scrolling punch them up, and the, yes, they had like special moves where their fists would get big or their boot would get big, and it was cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard game and, um, I never beat it either. When I read about it as a kid, the thing I found off putting, and I looked up their names real quick is the name of the toads is it's not, you know, it's like they're, they're following the convention of Leonardo, Raphael, uh, Donatello. They're all named in a similar way. So except with Battletoads. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) They're different artists. No, with Battletoads, they went with skin conditions. What? The the Battletoads are named Rash, Zitz, and Pimple. Oh, it's fucking ew. disgusting. I don't want to think about this shit. <laughs> I'm putting that in my head. I had root for this guy named Rash. But they're frogs? It's they're just frogs. a frog named Yeah, they're Rash? frogs. Yeah, it's weird. That's maybe cool, actually. None of them wart. Mm. They should have gone with wart. Wart is so obvious. Wart's right there. How about burns? Burns would have been good. <laughs> but just wound. My, my, just open wound. My name is Gash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a toad who fights. <laughs> uh, so you you played, you've, you've dabbled with video games some. I, I My understanding is that you are a fan of horror, the genre. I do like horror. Have you played any horror games? I do know that you you, you played some Night Trap when we were played that oh, for the podcast with our buddy Christine Angle. Fucking awesome! You love Night Trap. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about it. My dog won't stop barking right now because <laughs> something's happening. I Brooklyn is everything's okay. We're just talking about Night Trap. They're not here. Well, you're also like Night Trap. <laughs> I I think I played through all of Night Trap before you even got to play it, Heather. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't even know how it happened because I don't play all of your games for this show. Sometimes I'll like kind of look over your shoulder. I'll be like, oh, man, that sucks. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I got so into Night Trap and I, I played it. I played like the whole fucking thing. I was singing the song. Yeah, she beat it. She beat the game. I beat the wow. game. It's amazing. It was excellent. Um, but no, I don't play a lot of of horror games. Um, I think just because I don't play a lot of games, but I do like horror a lot. I mean, this game was awesome. When do we talk about this game? Not yet, probably. Uh, we can get into it. I mean, there's a lot to discuss here. So Doki Doki Literature Club, uh, Heather, should we get into this? This was a 2017 visual novel. Yeah, so it's a 2017 American visual novel, but it's in the style of anime. And it was developed by Team Salvato, which was a guy named Dan Salvato. Dan. 
<laughs> Give it up for Dan, everyone. Dan. Shout out to Dan. Uh, uh, with character designs by Satchley and backgrounds by Valinquent. Uh, and it is a, uh, as you as you described, it's a visual novel. So there's limited interactivity. Uh, it is based on the sort of gay uh, or erotic game uh, genre and then sort of deconstructs that genre uh, over the course of uh, of its play, its multiple playthroughs, um, in it you play uh, an unnamed main character who is a male, which is a bummer, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, you join a literature club uh, that is run by uh, your childhood sweetheart Sayori, uh, and you. There are three other members of the club. They are uh, Natsuki and Yuri. And Monica. (laughs) 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 And uh, you use poetry to try and woo uh, these girls uh, into sort of like paying attention to you, sort of like all Arrowgate games. Arrowgate games? No, because that's like ATM Hmm. machine. Like all (laughs) Arrowgate. I'm not the but expert it on this. Weird to say, like just Arrowgate, because it sounds like I'm saying like arrow, like bow and arrow and gay, like. Me. <laughs> uh, but you try and woo these girls. And then the um, sort of structure of the game begins to unravel and there are surprises. It is an impossible game to talk about without spoiling the game. So if you have yeah. not played Doki Doki Literature Club, stop the podcast. It's a free game. You can you can download it and play it without without uh, paying for it if you're a, a risk averse um, and then come back because the game is uh, initially not a horror game and then becomes a straight up horror game. Can, can I say just a little and I think that's a good that's a good preface there. But I do want to say because my first reaction to this, especially after, you know, finishing this was, oh, you should play this cold. Because I knew kind of going in, I'd read about this a little bit. I knew some of what was going to happen. Yeah. But then I read some some reactions and some reviews and, and some some posts from people who are like, I played this going in cold and this gave me depression. Like, depression. so I think it made, yeah, like, or like, or like I have severe anxiety and this triggered my anxiety. So I think if you do have, you know, like there, it does get, just be aware that there's some very dark and no, fucking go in, go. Just fucking go. <laughs> it's pretty upfront about it, though. I feel like it says it says like five times at the beginning of the game, like don't play this unless if you have yes, like, yeah, if you're upset by things. That's a, yes. I think just like take that, take heed. They are not messing around because it does get pretty pretty dark. But it's it takes a long time to get there. Yeah, I mean, I will say that even knowing that something was coming, I was like. I was like playing this for I think honestly two hours of gameplay before yeah. I before there's anything that starts to deconstruct uh, this genre at all. It it it's it lives in just being kind of this dating sim, this visual novel dating sim for a long time. Yeah, no, I when I um I texted you guys after I had played it for about an hour, and I was like, guys, I think essentially I was like, guys, I think we fucked up. This is this is real boring. Um, <laughs> Because the the opening is it's so tropey and so like straightforward. There are very very few clues about the journey you're about to go on uh, as a as a player, um, and it's just like you choose one of the you you get to know the girls' personalities. There's like a sort of like a girl next door, a uh, like a chirpy kawaii cutesy girl and then a sort of sullen girl. Uh, And then there's Monica who you don't really initially get to woo at all. She's not a part of like the structure of the wooing. Yeah. Um, She just got, she's the president of the literature club. Sayori, your childhood friend takes you there. And she, so she's just kind of like an authority figure, but seems like a peripheral presence, at least for your first playthrough. Did you guys gravitate towards any of the, the, your, your suitors early on? I went, I went full Yuri. I just like immediately was like, okay, I'm just going to lock into the purple haired woman. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I, that was the path I went initially. She was cool. Cause she had purple hair. I, I felt like I, I mean, look, 
as a lesbian playing this game also, I want to just say the first like two hours of gameplay you guys are calling boring. I thought it was kind of cool because you just had all these girls like fighting over you and I wasn't, it was fine for me. (laughs) Um, I felt like Natsuki was the one that I was sort of like, how do you, how do you try to woo her? Because she was like a weird little girl. Like she liked little girl stuff. She liked cute things and baking cupcakes. And it made me feel like a little bit strange. So I went like full Yuri all the way. Yeah. I felt like if I tried to woo Natsuki at all, uh, because she is like, they make a point of saying she's a first year uh, and yeah. she looks younger than younger and she's smaller like than everyone. Yeah. And, and she like she loves kittens and, and fireworks and, I was just like, if I woo her, I am going to be like put in a database. Like I can't, I have to get <laughs> far away from her. And and I went towards the uh, uh, towards towards Yuri initially, who's very, I, who's I, like brooding and and like like withdrawn. Sorry, go ahead, Heather. I, I wanted to say that you know, in an act of solidarity, assuming you were going after Natsuki, I also went after Natsuki from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say the the you touched on how there's not a lot of points of interaction in this game. And it, it is very visual novel, but I think even by visual novel standards, there's like a lot of just you're just absorbing text. You're just sort of automatically letting, uh, you know, text boxes scroll by and and watching the reactions of the sprites. There, there's there's limited interaction except for. Well, one of the things is the poem mini game when you're composing the poems and you've got these this chibi character art of the women you are trying to or girls you are trying to woo uh, as a high school student. They're women. They're women. All right. These women, these uh, legally women you're trying to woo. <laughs> Wait, high girls. school students. Wait a minute. You, what, what is legally women? You, th- you think they're that not? Like- <laughs> well, they're not 18. They aren't. Aren't they high school students? They're high schoolers. Oh, I thought they were in college. No, no, no. No, it's high school. This is the pedophile episode of how did this get (laughs) (laughs) They're they're like 13-year-olds. No, no. They're like 11. They don't get the boobies of a high school girl. You know what I'm saying? Come on. (laughs) Nobody in here to high-five me. Yuri in particular is quite busty, uh, and they make a point of saying that her she started to get bustier when... You, the player character, showed up. I don't know if that's a stuffing allegation or <laughs> if she just became more boozy as like some sort of hormonal reaction. I don't know what's going on exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so okay, so I'm looking at the wiki for Doki Doki Literature, uh, and they're saying that Monica is 18. I don't know if this is canon or not. That's that's canon. Yuri is 18. 18. And then let's see if the uh, uh, Natsuki. 18. Is 18. Leave it at that. It's 18. No. 18 somehow. This strikes me as they are justifying they are justifying the existence of some hentai because Wait. they say that she is a first year. She is small and they're trying to say that she is 18 uh, on the fan wiki. I don't buy it. I think it's freshman year of college. Honestly, I think you that really they college? do. Well, no. <laughs> it seems like high school to me. Regardless, you're interacting with these uh, with these uh, female characters, and you are deciding who you're going to woo. Initially, you've got uh, Sarah, Yuri, and, and Natsuki are your dating pool. And as this progresses, it, you, you go hard. You whatever direction you end up going in. From what I read, because I, I played through it in, t- it's, in its entirety once. Um, uh, with the, you know, with the multiple endings with, the, with multiple playthroughs, but th- that whole arc I played through one time. And from what I read, it's pretty linear, regardless of, of who you end up picking. And you end up with this arc with Sayori, which is where things initially start to get dark. Oh, is that true? I believe so. Because she your childhood friend, Sayori. Uh, she, she is someone she's always who is the like, first to go. She's yeah. And, and it's, she's like outwardly kind of like cheery and supportive and, and is excited for you to be a member of this literature club because she just wants you to be happy and she wants to spend more time with you. And she wants you again, I'm, I'm speaking of your player character in my case, Wags to, uh, to have fun <laughs> with the, you know, to, to have new friends. But then when you, at least when I started, you know, going down the Yuri path and you have this project where you're going to, you spend the weekend working on something for this festival to try to recruit new members of the club. And I spent my time with Yuri and I had an interaction with Sayori and she suddenly became like, you know, very 
withdrawn and upset. Um, and uh, she had a there's a point where you can confess your you can uh, you can either tell her I love you or tell her, you know, you're the closest friend I've ever had. Basically, like the the I'm accepting your proposal or this is. Can the we talk nice about rejection. that moment? Because that yeah. moment was like I that was the one moment in the game where I was a little bit like, I don't know what to do mm. because she was so sad. I wanted to tell her that I loved her. But at that moment, I really loved Yuri and I only thought of her as my friend. And what did you guys choose? I cho- I went the same way. And, and I was trying to like, I was like, if I say I love you, I could say that to a friend in this situation. I could say I love you. But I think here that would be a it would be interpreted as a romantic gesture in the game. Uh, right. And and IRL too. Uh, so I was just like, I'm just going to say, <laughs> let her down gently, and then she gets fucking devastated by that, quietly uh. devastated by that, and goes back to her house. Um, and uh, what ends up happening? A dog just entered the frame. I'm I I got the dog out of the other room so that she would stop barking. Oh. So what ends up happening, Heather, is that. Yeah, Sayori, you go to visit, you go to Sayori's house. She's not answering the door. She's not answering her phone. You go up to a room. She's fucking hanged herself. So, so does that happen? (laughs) Does that, does that happen whether you tell her you love her or whether you tell her you're her friend? I do. From what I, from what I read, it seems like that's like the first, the first ending you get regardless. Heather, what did you tell her that you did? I I told her, I told her we were friends. Like I didn't say. Oh yeah, see, I Mm. told her I loved her because I, I was like, you, we were, we played the game like next to each other a little bit. And, and Heather was like, I think someone's going to kill themselves in this game. And I was like, really? I was waiting for someone to do a murder. And, um. She was, and when we got to that point, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's going to totally kill herself if I don't tell her I love her." So I just told her I loved her, and I didn't mean it. I really didn't. Wow! But then she killed herself anyway. Do you think she knew you didn't mean it? Probably. Wait, what did she say? <laughs> if you tell her you love her, what was her reasoning? Because like I understood it when I was like, uh, "We're just friends," and then she's like, "Bye." Uh, if you tell her you love her, what's her? Why does she? Does she just not believe you? No, she was like so happy. She, she was like, oh, that's wonderful. And then later I went over to her house and I was like, oh, I forgot about, it was, it it was like totally on me. I was like, oh, I forgot about her again. And then we went back to her house and then she was, she had hanged herself. It was my fault. So yeah. And, and the, the hanging is pretty grisly. Uh, and th- I think that speaks to something about the game is that it seems like there's some branching, but really it is kind of on a on a track and that happened to so by you you restart the game again uh, after this for the your character after Sayori dies and yeah, then you, you get like no an ending choice to, but to restart the game sort of i mean that's where it ends it, the you, game yeah, ends you, game, game ends over. you go back to restart your game all your saves have been deleted i don't know if you noticed this your yes. saves just go, go away and then the new game has been turned into like a distorted sort of uh you know fucking wingdings font that is not actual text, and then you click on it, and you start to get this. You get another playthrough, but Sayori's not a presence. It's just a Yuri, Natsuki, and Monica, and they are looking for a fourth, not a fifth member of the Doki Doki Literature Club. It's as if she doesn't exist. Yeah, I mean, she, is she, her art on the title screen is glitched, and her all your files are gone. It's as if she has, by hanging herself and killing herself, removed herself from the game. That's our first big turn. In Doki Doki Literature Club. By the way, Doki Doki means like the thump, the thump. It's like the beating of a heart. Doki 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 Doki. Oh, is that really? Because I I'd only noted in terms of of Doki Doki Panic or the Doki Doki Yummy Chums. Yeah, and no, it's Doki 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 Doki. It's a uh, onomatopoeia. So Doki Doki Panic was kind of like heart attack. Like that's basically what it was conveying. <laughs> yeah, that's so different than what I expected. <laughs> Doesn't everything in Japanese have a sound like that, Heather? There is a huge. Now, now I'm panicked that I have m- remembered Doki Doki wrong, but I think it's Doki Doki. Uh, uh, yes, there's they they have a, uh, because of the um, ubiquitousness of manga in Japan. There is a huge amount of uh, onomatopoeia uh, to describe all the different sounds in a manga, like um, explosions and like we have kaboom. Basically, and that's it. 
Bang. The dog, the dog is drinking water so loudly behind me. It sounds like I've got like some kind of biological problem. What does it sound like in Japanese? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's probably like garu, garu, garu. So how did you, uh, Mary, I'm curious, how did you react to this turn? How did you react to this sudden, you know, grim uh, story beat that occurs? Uh, Well, I mean, I was expecting it, I think, a little bit the same way you were, because I wasn't playing it super cold. Got it. Um, I, you know, I thought there was going to be a murder at some point um, that someone was going to murder someone else. I didn't expect an actual suicide. It's so interesting, though, if you were playing it cold, it doesn't matter which way you answered the suicide is somehow your fault. Yes. Like, because it's either your fault because you didn't tell her that you loved her or it's your fault because you weren't an attentive enough boyfriend and you forgot her at her house, which I think is like a very interesting aspect of the game that no matter what happens, the suicide of your friend is your fault. Yes. And it it, it is portrayed that way initially but as you go through it again and as you're playing through it with Sayori gone and it's as if she does she no longer she never existed although you are getting like a Heather talk Heather mentioned some glitchy uh phantom presence from her it you, you Monica starts to be more of a presence and you get to you get to understand that what's really going on is you don't get this right away but you start to get a, get a sense that Monica is actually controlling everything right. and it, she is the one who's trying to manipulate the situation and since it start since the game breaks the fourth wall so much especially from this point on although there's a little bit of it in, even in the first playthrough it, that like it, you know you start to get that she is like manipulating the game world itself mhm but it, up until you learn that, though, because later, I don't know what, y- what y'all's storyline was, but I, I was go- like you was going after Yuri because she was cool. She had purple hair. Yes. And then she also kills herself. Yes. So um, the, second, the second time I was like, OK, I'm going to try to go for Natsuki just to mix it up. But See, either I got way, you back, buddy. Come on. I was there for that. I was ready for it. I was like, I know I'm not going to leave Nick alone on this. It's so important to me. Because <laughs> I went, even, I went, I went twice for. Her. I went twice after Natsuki because I was like, man, I one of these times Nick's gonna be like, I felt dirty, and I, I, I'm, I'm right there in the trenches with you, buddy. So, the, so the way you, you know, woo these characters, at least how it seems that in the in the poetry mini game, is that you are getting, you know, again, you've got the chibi art of them. When you play through it the second time, Sayori is just gone. It's just the two. It's just uh, Natsuki and and Yuri. And so you've got like a bunch of vocabulary words to pick from, and then you are choosing either cute words to go with Natsuki, so something like bunny or flower, or uh, intellectual words to go for Monica, so then something like incandescent or, no, you for know. For Yuri. For Yuri. For Yuri, yes, yes. You don't Yuri, really yeah, ever Monica. have a chance to go after Monica until. Right. You I don't. Mean, never really. You don't. But yeah, so you go through this this whole arc, whichever way you you pick. Yuri kills herself. Yuri's fucking suicide is so grisly. It's fucking gnarly. She takes a dagger and plunges it into her abdomen and heart repeatedly in the middle of the classroom. <laughs> it's fucking gruesome. I, awesome. I was so upset. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Mar- Mary was like, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is great. <laughs> this is great. And I wasn't there yet. I didn't know what she was talking about. Because at some point, I got farther than her and I went into another room so I could play so I didn't spoil anything. And then she got farther than me. So there was like a trade-off on like, who's, who's seeing Well, I didn't know crazy. you could speed your text up. Because, so I was like playing with pretty slow text for a while. And I was like, oh, this is a slog. But then once you showed me that, I was like, oh, okay. And, and got through it a little bit faster. So after after Yuri kills herself, the best bit in the entire game happens, I think, which is that she just speaks gibber. Like the screen, not she doesn't speak it. The screen creates... Wingdings. Yeah, it, at any time, any time... So there's a, there's a middle section where it's clear that the girl's actual like game style text 
is being overwritten by another presence and their true thoughts or something are being displayed over the text. Yes. So like for Natsuki, who you're you, in the first playthrough, it's hinted at that like she doesn't have a great relationship with her dad. And the second playthrough, if you continue to progress down Natsuki's path, like if you're, you're a pedophile. Okay. <laughs> Again, she's 18. Uh, it there's like you guys are talking about manga and you're like, why don't you have any manga at your house? And the, there's whatever it is that she's intending to say is overwritten by this other font that just says, because my dad would beat the shit out of me. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, what the fuck? So there, so that same sort of like glitchy text presence overwrites Yuri's death. And there is endless text to scroll through. And if you don't put the game on auto skip, apparently you're there for ever. Like you're there for like hours at a time just looking at gibberish. Well, yeah, your because your character's there for like the whole weekend or something like that because you just like hover over her body because you feel so terrible. Yeah, that's the idea. And then you get back and then Monica on Monday comes in and is just like, like, oh, you were here all weekend, like there with the corpse, (laughs) the fucking bloody corpse. And she's just so casual about it. So you start to get in this act, you get that Monica is just a fucking psychopath. And it's really and this is a, a an interesting revelation also, the way that it's presented, Monica's introduced is she's introduced as like the most athletic, you know, most most attractive, most popular girl in school. She's introduced as this kind of like, you know, queen bee. Uh, so it's it's kind of it's interesting to see her just get slotted into the psycho role. She she in in I think after Yuri's death, she blatantly says I'll just delete their character files. Yes. So she's also at this point fully, completely breaking the fourth wall and speaking to you as a player, not as a <laughs> character in the game. Or as a president, much like our president would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just delete their character file. I don't like them. <laughs> you get like a like a command prompt comes on screen as she's saying that, and you see like, you know, it's you see it deleting the... Uh, the files as she's saying it. Mm-hmm. This and is my favorite part of the game. I thought this was the coolest part of the game because it felt like the creator of the game sort of speaking to you a little bit. Right. Um, because then once you go into the next part, you're sort of stuck with Monica for a really, really, really long time um, because she's deleted everyone else. So it's just you and Monica. And in order to get past it, you have to delete her file, which I thought was the coolest part of the game. And then at the end, um, once you defeat her, all of the other characters... So you have to like go into... I don't know. You guys explain it. You have to like go into the file and yes. like delete her. You have to exit out of the game. So so first, before you get there, so Monica has basically trapped you in this, this like celestial... Uh, there's like a star field behind you, but you're in like a cabin and it's just the two of you. And it's the closest, uh, uh, you know, like a character's bend to the camera basically she's just like she's locked with you across the table and i guess she has just like an unending set of dialogue i let it go for a while i think i let it go for probably like 20 minutes and had no sign of of stopping (laughs) and i was like okay you know did you know you were supposed to delete her no i mean i just i just was like i got it reached a point i was like okay there's something else i got there's something else that i have to do because this is just clearly just trapped in this and this is just either this is the ending in and of itself or there's right. some other action. But then she said earlier that she that, you know, I had to delete their files. And she even says I was playing on Steam. She even says, like, so on Steam, I had to go to it <laughs> yeah. and click properties and then go to you. Like she walks you through how to she do walks it. walks you through it. Yeah. But and you let so, it go for 20 minutes. Yeah. I just let it go for a while. And then you, you have to <laughs> exit out of the game, go into your, you know, whatever your operating system is and delete the file from the, the game folder and then start the game up again. And then Sayori is back. But before that, Monica is in great pain. I think it's important oh, right. to note that when you delete her file, she responds to it in real. I mean, I didn't exit the game. I did it while the game was running. And she, oh, wow. she was like, oh, my God, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> and like screams. And I mean, like in text and becomes increasingly corrupted as a file and then disappears. And then you're back at the title screen with no Monica. Yeah, you it, really it, are responsible for a lot of deaths in this game. 
like, I mean, all of them actually, except for, well, yeah, all of them. I think it makes you wonder what happened to Dan. What's his name? <laughs> Dan Salvato? <laughs> yeah. Of Team Salvato? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, so he apparently loves, hate loves anime and uh, has like a difficult relationship with the tropes of anime and wanted to create this commentary both on the sort of um, uh, psychological, maybe I'm, I'm probably misspeaking. The, the point is that this, this is pointed. It's pointed at anime, not specifically at Dan. Like he, he, his relationship with anime is the thing that I think is being charged with a crime. <laughs> I think it's also pointed at the player. I think it's yeah. also pointed because there are moments when it's just like, you must, you know, like they'll be seeing things like you must be pretty lonely to want to play a game like this. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, it, it, and it's just sort of I think it's directed at people who I and maybe this is why the player character is locked in as male is that it's directed towards the largely male audience for da- for dating sims. Well, I think it's also why it takes so long for it to get to like a dark place, too, mm. because it's really, really titillating at first. I started, oh, I, was, I started I was horny as shit. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I started taking notes because I was I'm nervous about any kind of like public speaking. And and my notes were just like, oh, anime girls are hot and like boobs. They have such big boobs. <laughs> but it's like I, I think it's really, really titillating for at least a couple of hours and then suddenly you're slammed into this nightmare world. I think it's really like I don't know. I think it's really interesting. It's pointing a finger at at people who are who want to play this for the the good part, the sexy part. This, right. <laughs> this sort of redefines for me a couple experiences I had playing this game, which was that I thought we were going into separate rooms so that we wouldn't spoil the game for each other. But apparently I was oh. I was told to leave the room because it was too titillating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, it's all coming out now. But fortunately, I'm making you dinner tonight. <laughs> also explains, Mary was like, get out! Get out! <laughs> it's my time also, with Yuri! You should, you should dye your hair purple, baby! <laughs> so this final playthrough heather with with sayori yes so the final playthrough is with sayori and she is now taken on the role of club president now there are branching storylines from this point forward there are multiple endings that are available to the game uh, cool. the ending I received was that she's aware that she's in sort of a game, uh, and that th- this has been a problematic experience for you. And then the game glitches out, right? And you hear Monica again, and Monica is apologizing. She's like, you know, I, I thought I could make this a ple- more pleasant experience if I wasn't there, but it turns out that no matter what I do, the game is a trap. Um, but She's speaking to you with a human yes. voice for the first time in the game that it, it is not just either the piano, like the uh, like the shitty fucking music that plays through the whole game. Do you have a little or, of that theme, Matt? Yeah, roll that yeah. theme, dude. Doki, doki. <laughs> I like it. It's for something it's, that that loops a lot in the game. I was like, all right, sure. I I like it too. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, as, like as as well as the rest of the world, and um, I thought it was the Animal Crossing theme when I heard it. Heather like started it up on her computer the other day because it kind of a little bit sounds like something that would play in Animal Crossing and yet it's just an, a game that's imbued with such horror. Yes. Well, so that theme plays the entire game and then once Monica has taken over the game at the in the finale and speaking with you in a human voice, which is extremely alarming because you haven't heard anybody speak for hours, uh, she has composed lyrics to this song that you've heard the entire time because there's a reference throughout the game that she's been off playing piano. She's practicing to learn something. 
Uh, and then the finale of the game is her singing the song a la the um, sort of the cake song from Portal uh, in a in a semi-self-aware, ironic way of like, oh, this has all been a game and we tried our best to find each other's hearts, but it was all for naught. Matt, did you beat this game? Uh, I did not beat it um, because, it, yeah, I was too scared. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I was very interested in it and, uh, I try, I really tried to push myself, uh, to get through so it. But you just played like the hot part of the game. Yeah. I only played the horny part <laughs> and, um, which is what I'm calling the scary part actually. Um, and <laughs> no, but I, um, yeah, I didn't get very far. I got about as far as like the, the second suicide and it was just like jesus christ all right i think i've i think i'm good here but i, I like watched i skipped ahead and like watched uh playthrough and th- think it's a you think it's very interesting but i i just got frankly yeah very uh very spooked out i took a bunch of screenshots during the game which i guess i'll share on twitter uh like at first it's just oh this is a normal game of, of normal humans and then i also screenshotted the part where you have to make a big choice Here's um for those of you who <laughs> Oh so I've got oh, a yeah. screenshot here of Natsuki being like <laughs> my dad would beat the shit out of me if he found this. I'm uh, not sure how you guys cause like when he, when I saw that text, so it's it's the it's got heavy black outlines and it just like looks like really very aggressive. And so you see a line like this, and yeah, the way I read it in my head is like but because the world is full of horrible people and we're all worthless anyway. It's just like yeah. a completely different break from what the rest of the it's text like the is. It's saw, the Saw voice. Yes, yeah, 100%. It's it's very and unnerving. And along those lines... Yes, um, this, is, this was my favorite moment and maybe the whole game. Uh, the, we're looking at a screenshot of when Yuri says, I just want to pull your skin open and crawl inside of you. I mean that's hot. That's Wait, what? <laughs> what? I said that's hot. No, I, okay. <laughs> She's into. She wants to do some hoth shit. You guys yeah, can sort this, it out. this reminds me of that. We should have a talk later. Okay. <laughs> do some taunt, get into some tauntaun cosplay. Uh, this this is what this actually brings me to. The other thing that's going on is. So the poems in this game, you you have ones you compose, but also the the women that you are wooing are uh, the legally 18 women that you are wooing are presenting you with poems that you read and they get weirder and weirder as the game progresses. So, for instance, here's a little excerpt from Yuri's poem at the start of the game. The last remaining streetlight to have withstood the test of time, the last yet to be replaced by the sickening blue green of the future. I bathe calm. Breathing air of the pe- present, but living in the past. So, you know, kind of seems like a pretentious sort of uh, a high schooler poem. And then as you keep going, it like, so later on, it starts to get a little bit weirder. And so like, this is a poem from a little later. A rotating wheel, turning an axle, grinding, bolt head, linear gearbox, falling sky, seven holy stakes, a kaleidoscope of blood written in clocks, a time devouring prayer connected to a sky of 40 gears and open human eyes in all directions. Breathing portal, breathing snakes, breathing God, breathing blood, breathing holy stakes. And then it goes even further, where eventually she's got a poem that's just like tenderest barguest, crusados, trust, manshift, stars as aerophones, write books discomposingly. It's just like gibberish, basically. Uh, but the one that, that clicked for me the most was well, you know what? I think I'll save that for my for my final thoughts because I think that'll be the that'll be one of my takeaways. But it, that's another element. Do you want to do you want to get to those final thoughts? Yeah, I think we should. I think it's probably time to do it. It's time for our final thoughts. Final thoughts. give a score of between one and ten uh and 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 say something positive about the game which you know i think we've seen, said a lot of positive things so far we sure do, have does the person who intros this segment usually say the first thing or do i say why don't you go first nick uh, either no? way here how about the, i'll kick off the review crew <laughs> so here's how here's here's going to be mine because i just touched on it oh right and and now it's time for the review crew that nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's going to be mine. So uh, we mentioned Natsuki and she has a so and we talked about how the poems get weirder and weirder. Um, her poem bef- just before this one 
is like just a bunch of it's just written in code so it's just about it just looks like a url basically it's like you can't even understand it apparently it's something that you can translate but her last poem that you get on the fourth day this is what it is i don't know how else to bring this up but there's been something i've been worried about yuri has been acting kind of strange lately you've only been here for a few days so you may not know what that means but she's not normally like this. She's always really quiet and polite and attentive, things like that. Okay, the truth is I'm really worried about her, but if I try talking to her, she'll just get mad at me again. I've always wanted to be better friends with you, and it really hurts me to see this happening. So don't let her know that I wrote this. Just pretend like I gave you a really good poem, okay? I'm counting on you. Thanks for reading. That was like the most like like horrified I was in the game, which is like there are on-screen suicides, but just reading like she's been kind of, you know childish and and acting like she doesn't give a shit about yuri and then you read this intensely personal thing from her that's just like a plea that she immediately pops out of when you put the document away that's just like fucking really hit for me i, I think this game is is awesome and i think it's very upsetting but i think it's also a, a cool and and a creative take on the visual novel i i think for me i'm i really enjoyed my experience and and I think I'll return to it a little bit more. I'm going to give this an 8.9. Uh, what do you think, Heather? Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see what I liked. I like the music. I, 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 look, there's a thing where, or at least maybe this is a decade ago now, art in American anime games is usually not great. It doesn't like have the like sort of... Um, snappiness or like proportion that uh actual anime has like it's usually somehow a little off and the art in this game is aces i mean it looks very good i was i was shocked that it wasn't a translated game when i when i like did the research afterwards i was like this is fucking great this looks and feels like an actual dating sim so i i would give props to the art it props to the um the music it sounds authentic it's a it's an excellent experience and um so yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a nine it's a nine wow wow Here we go a wow. nine all right all right matt what do you think of what you played of it well yeah i mean i sort of tipped my hat a little bit earlier uh you know i didn't get to finish this game and uh, i'll say that I, I i like horror just fine you know, I I I I like to. I would even go as far to say that I, on occasion, enjoy being scared. That can wow. be uh, that can be a fun experience. This is a revelation. Uh, yeah, I you know I I love Resident Evil Four. Probably my favorite scary game. Uh, I love it. it. This I I I I've, I don't. We've done a few of these dating sims, and that you, uh, so I like that this one at least took like that convention and uh, to use a. Uh, hackneyed phrase turned it on its head, as it were, and it, it, this was like a complete. I had nothing. I had no idea about this. I know that when we were trying to figure out a game uh, to play for this episode, what it should be, and I this game kept coming up. I I knew nothing about it. Uh, so uh, I did appreciate the content warnings at the beginning. Did look ahead to see what was going on. Still was uh, quite scared when it did happen. And uh, but so I probably won't finish this game. Uh, I just, I, I'll just tell you, I'll never come back to this. Or not. Uh, my obligation to this game is done as soon as I sp- quit speaking, which I'll do right now. I will give this a five. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's really low. Uh, all right, Mary, uh, something positive and your score. Something positive? I mean, the game is fucking awesome. It's like, it reminded me of that movie Audition. Do you know that horror movie? Oh, shit. Yeah, that movie's great. You've seen Audition? Yeah, it reminded me of that. I watched it with you. No. Oh, boy. No, oh, boy. This is yeah, awkward. Yeah, 100% did. No, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, kitty, kitty. Um, no, we haven't watched that movie together. <laughs> okay, we'll talk we about that with some off, other girl. <laughs> <laughs> but it reminded me of that movie where it sort of, it feels a little bit like a rom-com for like a minute and then it turns like really dark. And I, I just think that's really interesting. I do feel like it's saying... A lot. I think it's like it's it's a it's like a high. It's the 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 game's got a voice, you know. Mm. And I think it's saying something about 
men playing it for sure um, because it lets you just like live in that world of like total titillation for a while. So I really appreciated that. I think the choices, at least at the very beginning, are really complicated. Um, so that's really good. I don't know. I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow. wow. It's great. I would play it again. I've already recommended it to like a bunch of my friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's great. Uh, that is by our scale a 10 out of a million, but still a very good score. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are our thoughts, Heather, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. We've got some reviews from online. What do you got? Uh, so I've got, um, uh, all right, here, here's a, here's a review from, uh, from Reddit, uh, which is from Blue Draconis. And, uh, it is, I finished playing this game today and it's probably one of the most boring gaming experiences I've ever had. Characters <gasps> look like semi-cheap anime knockoffs. Both the characters and dialogue are cliched as hell. Even their hidden traits felt cliched and were delivered very ham-fisted way. The music is boring and it loops a lot. The game is also completely unoptimized. It heats up my CPU more than AAA games like Grid, Autosport, and Dirt 3, <laughs> despite being just a VN. Uh, so this is a... I mean, the negative, it just... It's negative. This is I feel like you gotta give... You got to give indie games a pass for not being optimized. I mean, what this is like a three-man development team. I mean, three per three people involved. Yeah, it's team. It's team Sal Salvatore or what? What yeah. is it called? Salvato? Oh no! It's just Dan. <laughs> just team Dan. What do you got? What do you got, Nick? Uh, I've got a couple from the Steam store. I'll give these both. Uh, the first one. Uh, this is not not recommended. Eleven point hours on record. I have anxiety, and I should have heeded the warnings. <laughs> Spending 11 hours in this if you have anxiety that bad. It seems like a, I feel like you should have pulled the uh, the ripcord earlier. You, you also read kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slow reader, dude. Uh, this one is, uh, here's another one. This is not recommended from the Steam store. 0.3 hours on record. No nudes. <laughs> you played it for 20 minutes. I mean, how do you know? I've got one from the Steam store that just says, uh, with three hours on record, do not play this game. It will ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got a, a you know, a, a lot of these, a lot of reviews I were looking, I was looking at with the same territory. Uh, so I went to a little bit of a different source. These are some reviews from Amazon of the Doki Doki Literature Club Monica plush figurine. Uh, here, here are the, these reviews. I gotta have it. <laughs> uh, we can order you one. Here's this one's from uh, from Jennifer. Uh, the, the this first one's from Jennifer. Uh, five stars. Subject: Kids. Uh, comment: My daughter loved it. Next one. Five stars. A Christmas hit. My daughter loves it. She received it as a Christmas gift, and it was one of her favorites. Next one. Good quality. Our daughter was extremely happy with this product. Who are these? What is going on here? What is dynamic? <laughs> Who are you? You're giving this these to children from this fucking surreal fucking murder fuck game? <laughs> what are you doing? Women should learn early that you have to kill your opponents in order to get the man that you want. <laughs> <laughs> that that explains a lot of the mysterious uh, things that have been happening around the apartment and also uh, Mary's consistent questioning of, do you think if you died, somebody else would be allowed to host the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I delete you? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so maybe we were wrong, but I think it's time for the question block. But did I... Am I supposed to intro that, or are you, Matt? I never... I never do it. Uh, it's usually, it's usually, yeah, it's usually one, of, one uh, of us. Nick, Nick or you. Uh, I, I thought it was great that you did it, Heather. It worked out perfectly. Uh, this one, this first one is from at... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're I, doing great. Guys, Everything's the, going great. I, am, I, have, I have been through the roof nervous because my girlfriend's on the podcast, and I... <laughs> I, 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 I have, like... Uh, let's... Okay, let's go. 
Just go. <laughs> this is a fun episode. Everyone's going to love you're, it. You're in another room. It's it's like we're not in a relationship anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, like true? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we've totally broken up. No, we can I, see other people. Well, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I can... I don't go out with Yuri. You go out with Natsuki. I don't want that. Okay. I don't want that. I'm just backing up. With a 12 year old pussy. You know, oh, Jesus Christ. Good God. Oh, my God. Uh, go ahead, Matt. This one's from. <laughs> this one's from at Pale Rider of Doom on Twitter. When it was announced, I thought Brutal Legend was going to be an amazing adventure game, but it turned into a crappy RTS. What was your most disappointing gaming bait and switch? Ooh, oh, boy, this is an interesting question. Do you have an answer off the top of your head, Heather? I, I have a, a bait and switch on a game adjacent thing, which is that I was really excited for Street Fighter the movie, and it then it, the switch was that it sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a real disappointment. Oh, you know what? What about uh, what about Mighty Number no. Nine? That was one you were pretty hyped for. Well, that wasn't a bait and switch. All right, look, I've said it before. I helped kickstart the game. It was a me- it was by the creator of Mega Man. I was super excited to play it, and the switch was that it just sucked. But like, mm. that's not like a that's not a bait and switch. Okay, I, I have one. I have right, one. Here I think goes this Nick Weiger with and his I- answer. And I love this game, for the record. But Metal Gear Solid 2, they released the demo, and you're Solid Snake, as you were in the previous Metal Gears. And then in the actual game, the demo basically comprises a prologue. And then for the most, the bulk of the game, you are the character of Raiden, who is a completely different new protagonist that you have control over and it is something that's like jarring. And I was disappointed at first. I eventually came around. I was like, wait, this game is fucking a work of art. This is amazing. And the gameplay is so great. And, and you know, has that Kojima storytelling slash, you know, prescient surreality that that works so well. But the actual the, the finding like getting having right and instead of solid snake to control it felt uh, uh, it was like felt like a disappointment, at least initially. So yeah, that's my answer. I think that's a lot of people's answer. Yeah, that's a good answer, Nick. That I that's great. Good job. Thank you, Heather. Uh, we need more yeah. family feud energy in here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> positive feedback. This one's from at plus one eight sword. What what game of a different genre would you like to see turned into a visual novel slash dating sim? Boy, excellent question. You know, I like it's tough because I guess it's on my brain because I'm playing it now, but there is like a love triangle slash quadrangle in Final Fantasy VII remake that was all you know was was present in the original too. But I was like, ah, man, I I like all these these fabulous gals. I, the, hey, a visual novel where I get to choose between them and try to see who I'm going to woo most effectively, be it Eris, Tifa, or Dark Horse Jesse. You know, who knows? <laughs> I know love it. Eris is canonically 14. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's, and I wonder, because I'm playing with Japanese voices and I notice she's Aerith in the uh, in the dialogue boxes, but do they vocalize Aerith in the English voices? I, wonder. I don't know. I'm also playing with the Japanese voices because that's the way the game was designed and meant to be played, even though my friend Matt Jones is a voice on the uh, on the American side and I feel guilty about not listening to his voice. <laughs> He's but, great in it. Yeah, I've heard he's. I heard he's excellent. Um, he's your friend too. Yeah, Matt's great. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. He's not listening. He's not listening. Uh, <laughs> Mary, is there anything outside? I know you're not much of a gamer, although you can't you can't answer biker mice from Mars if that's your answer. Is there is there anything from anywhere in media that you would like to see turned into this style of game, this style of visual novel? Into a dating game? Um, even not a dating game. Even just like a like you know, it could be a any sort of visual novel, any sort of thing with, with limited interaction. I don't know. Animal Crossing, maybe. That's the thing I've been playing the, the latest. I, I feel like 
my best friend, Christina, is really obsessed with Animal Crossing, mostly because she's really obsessed with her neighbors. Mm. And she just goes around. She doesn't, like, de- develop her island as much. She, like, throws stuff around, but she goes around and talks to her neighbors and just, like, follows them around. So I feel like that would be a really interesting, like, visual novel to have, like, real time, like, real conversations with your neighbors on Animal Crossing and not just, like, the, you know, like, hey, do you want this, like, bag of weeds? Um, <laughs> Maybe. I'd love that. I'd love to have some more time to to chat with my 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 bros and my like I guess I guess the kid cats on my island. He's cool. He's cool as hell. I'd love to chill with them. I want I want a Death Stranding dating sim with just the preppers and shit. Like just all those like <laughs> faceless, like all these like just random personalities. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. I I mean. I guess this one, uh, like it would be really fun to simulate the experience of going on a huge number of bad dates. Like, <laughs> just like, uh, I, uh, okay, well, I've got to choose out of these 30 people. I've, I'm, I met this great new guy. His name is film director. <laughs> uh, hit us up with your questions at get played pod get played pod at gmail.com mary laws thank you thank you for playing this game thank you for Yay. making time for us yeah, thank what a you treat so much. do you have anything you'd like to plug um oh i have a series coming out on hulu wow um in the in the fall called monster land it's also a horror series a horror anthology series um check it out all right yeah check that out mary's the 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 writer and showrunner of of Monsterland and it's I, am I allowed to say that it's awesome or am I supposed to not have seen anything like are you breaking like an NDA oh, yeah, you you definitely you can see it it's awesome it's awesome <laughs> check it out wow check that out and hey Matt let us know what next week's game is next week's game The Simpsons Bart versus the Space Mutants oh I remember that game Heather did you ever play that game yeah I I did it was a it was a pretty good game. I mean, it was a terrible game. This podcast is about terrible games, but you understand. Well, I think sometimes we play good games. What's that, Nick? What, you having trouble speaking, Nick? I'll tell you what's happening, Nick. You're going away now. You're being deleted from the podcast. Because you said that shit about having two podcasts? This one's mine. This has been my podcast the whole time. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye. For <laughs> <laughs>